Attention bourbon lovers, are you ready for a taste sensation like no other? Old Raleigh Distillery, recently awarded Best Micro Distillery in the U.S., invites you to experience the art of whiskey blending firsthand. Located just east of Raleigh in downtown Zebulon, the distillery specializes in premium, micro-batch bourbon, and limited-release whiskeys. Visit the tasting room Tuesday through Sunday to savor a wide variety of whiskeys, specialty cocktails, wine, and beer. And don't miss a chance to peek behind the curtain with a tour of the blending operation every Saturday and Sunday at 1 and 2 p.m. For more information and to plan your visit, visit OldRaleighDistillery.com. Follow on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Old Raleigh Distillery for exclusive updates and behind-the-scenes content. Old Raleigh Distillery, where every sip tells a story. I, I love what I do. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to say that, you know, cooking is not my passion. You know, cooking is actually my hobby, and I, I have made a business out of hobby. This place, it's, it, it's a culinary powerhouse in Raleigh. You're listening to Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I'm your host, Gina Stevens. You may know Raleigh Magazine, but what you may not know is how we get our stories. It's all inside baseball. You'd be surprised what people will tell us. RMO is telling stories no one else is telling. So this podcast is where you get the inside access to stories you won't read anywhere else. So let's dive into some of Raleigh Magazine's biggest stories. In 2019, Raleigh Magazine announced three celebrity chefs coming to Raleigh, and so far only one has made it, Katsuji Tanabe. He arrived to much fanfare, opening the highly anticipated High Horse at City Market, then the pandemic. A lot has changed, but he and his family have decided to make Raleigh home. With me today, Katsuji, to talk about what he's doing now and what he's going to be doing in the future. Thanks for being here. Hi, Yuna. How are you? I'm good. I tell the story often about how I met you, and it's funny, we had met briefly, and then I texted you to see if I could get the scoop on when High Horse was opening, and you said, what are you doing tonight? And I said, nothing. And you said, grab a bottle of wine, show up at the restaurant. Well, I didn't know if it was just going to be me. I didn't know if it was going to be 50 people. I didn't have a clue. I walk in, and you have these long tables with a great group of people. I sit down, and you reserve the seat in front of me, and you were basically testing the dishes, and all of, all these dishes kept coming out. I have never eaten as much food, and it was funny. I don't even eat dessert, but that night, you sat in front of me and walked me through each dish, and it was fun. It was. You know, um, opening a restaurant, it's probably the worst thing and the best thing at the same time, and uh, opening High Horse at that time, it was just so much fun because... I had the time to test all my dishes before people would come into the restaurant. And uh, it was a good way to start networking or making future friends because I didn't know what was my future, you know. In no way whatsoever I was planning to move 100% to this area. But, uh, you know, that, that was a good opening. That was a good beginning. Oh, Raleigh had never seen anything like that restaurant. I think that was part of why people became so enamored with it. Um, the design your style in the kitchen. And part of, I always said the part of when I took friends there was watch him because you were staying on those steps talking to your chefs and, you know, and it was almost like dinner and a show. And I always have to say in the bathrooms, I mean, you did so many things that tell people about what you do in the bathrooms, the ladies' bathroom. The ladies' bathroom. Well, <clears throat> I didn't go in the men's bathroom. Well, no, there was nothing on the men's bathroom. Um, <laughs> you know, people always ask me, like, no, there was nothing. For me, it's all about the details. You know, you, you, you hit it correctly. 
I'm in the entertain, entertainment business, you know, and food's just a vehicle that helped me be an entertainer. But on the women's bathroom, well, number one, we had very loud music. We had a disco ball. We have half-naked guys behind each door of uh, each uh, toilet. And then we had a dispenser of uh, feminine products because I believe that feminine products should always be free regardless, you know, but that was that was what I did. And you also had cocktails in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, and I remember. <laughs> yes, I forgot. Uh, yeah, not very legal in this part of the country, by the way. Not, not that I care. But yeah, Fridays uh, from 7 to 930 uh, you know, because that's the time that the, the restaurant was the busiest and there will be a line to go into the women's restroom. I will put a bartender with a bottle of champagne inside and, you know, give cocktails while you wait in a paper cup because we want to keep it classy. Absolutely. Yeah. What I loved about what you said to me about that is, I mean, obviously the food's really important, but you said it, people are looking for an experience. Uh, you know, it's like, you can get food anywhere. You can go to Outback Steakhouse or Olive Garden and you're going to get food. You're going to you know, get your empty calories. But when you come to one of my restaurants, I, I want it to be like a, not a special occasion, but I do want it to be more of an entertainment piece. You know, it's like going to the theater or going to the movies. You know, you're going to spend two hours in my restaurant. Might as well make it fun, make it interactive, make it, make it an experience, you know, and be a memorable experience. I say this all the time. I'm not a foodie. I like food. But I am much more about service and atmosphere and the experience. If I have a good time and the food is, yeah, that's okay. But I'd rather have that than have the food be extraordinary and the experience not be great. Yeah, I think I think that's where we are as a country too. I think people are looking for experiences. Exactly, you know, and uh, uh, like I said before, it's all about the details, you know, and every single item in my restaurants have a story behind. Because again, we're telling a story, and we want it to be. You know, repeating again myself, experience, 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 and details, you know? Right. Yeah. So I don't know if anybody's ever asked you, and I've been kind of sheepish to ask you, what happened? I mean, besides the pandemic happening, because lots of restaurants closed yeah. and then reopened in some capacity. What happened? Well, the guy that owns um, the land at City, City Market, um, he uh, and I couldn't agree on how to run a restaurant through a pandemic. He didn't want to take the PP loan because he's like anti-government. I don't trust the government. And then he and I were never on the same page of what the restaurant should be. He tried to open that place for four years in a row and he failed every single time. He was never even able to get it open. And then I got it open in three months. And um, he, he wanted to be like a Santa Maria style barbecue. And I was like, that, you know, that's not going to work. In, in reality, he just didn't know how to handle me. You know, he didn't know he didn't know anything about my culinary background, about my TV background. He just thought I was gonna be just one cook who's gonna be running his restaurant, and it, it was just a bad partnership, which it sucked because it's probably one of the restaurants that I have enjoyed opening and running the most because it was so full of, um, you know, it, it was an experience again, but there was no there was no gas. Everything was wood fire, you know, and uh, it was very dark, very loud. The number one thing that people will say will be like, oh my God, I feel like I'm not in Raleigh. And I, I I thought that was a good, that was a good thing. But you know, it pretty much is just, you know, when you have two people with really strong egos, it's not going to work out. Well, you had planned to open more than one restaurant in City Market. The whole idea was to open five restaurants. You know, we were going to open High Horse. Then just before the pandemic, we started putting together uh, the location on, um, which it was Rum Runners. Mm -hmm. That was going to be turned into a um, New England-style seafood restaurant. 
Then across the street where there used to be a bank or something like that, we were going to turn that into a Mexican restaurant, like taco shop. And then we were going to open a rooftop on um, on City Market. But, you know, all these plans pretty much disappeared once COVID happened. And now the place is empty. And I think they're going to turn it into a wedding venue. Mm. You know, just that's the only thing they know how to do semi-okay. A local icon since 1949 and where Raleigh comes to celebrate, savor, and enjoy. Village District is celebrating 75 years of tradition and taste. You can join the celebration for their 75th anniversary on Saturday, April 20th from 3 to 8 p.m. on Woodburn Road. Enjoy live music, pop-ups, a kid-friendly area, and the launch of their Village 75 beer, exclusively brewed by Standard Beer and Food. For more event details and other Village District happenings, you can follow Village District on Instagram at Shop Village District, visit their website at shopvillagedistrict.com, or sign up to receive texts by texting the word village to 919-701-0202. Campbell University School of Law offers a wholly online or in-person two-semester patent law certificate program designed for technology executives, engineers, paralegals, and more. The deadline to apply for the Patent Law Certificate Program is August 1st. Learn more and apply at law.campbell.edu. Kind of sad, but you've, I think, and I say this all the time, LM Restaurants, I think, Amber and Lou were the smartest two people I know when they decided to snatch you up and keep you in Raleigh. And I mean that as a compliment. Yeah. I think having personalities and and people coming from the outside with a different way of doing things, it's like what you said, saying you felt like you were somewhere outside of Raleigh, that's what you want places to do, transcend you to somewhere mm-hmm. else. You just like eating at Molino and feeling like you're sitting in Italy. You you want that experience. You want it to feel like that. Exactly. And, you know, the, the amazing thing is, like, I've been here for almost two years, and I have seen more restaurants opening and opening more, and they're accomplishing that. They're doing that, you know, which it's it's great. You know, I'm the type of chef and a restaurateur who embrace other business. You know, if you want to open across the street from me, please do it. You know, the, the more we are, the stronger we are, you know. And yeah, no, you, you're right. Um, LM has been a, a great partnership. I'm actually their first partner they had in, in the restaurant business because they they pride themselves in having no partnerships. But when I met Lou, he's like, I don't know anything about Mexican food. You do whatever you want. And I was like, okay, Lou, I thank you so much. You know? He's an incredible person. Yes. And and you just look at it. We're talking LM Partners, if you don't are familiar. Um, it's Vidrio. It's Carolina Ale House. It's Averde. It's Taverna Gora, mm-hmm. plus all the coastal restaurants exactly. they have. Yes. So you, can't, you start out sort of as a creative food guy helping give input right not really you know oh. I, I i i became friends with amber before being involved with lm restaurants and during the pandemic um i started drinking very heavily <laughs> like, <laughs> didn't we all yeah by like 10 a.m I was, I was already drinking out of a coffee mug um, <laughs> vodka with coffee and you know it was fun for the first couple of weeks but then it, i it got out of control and I became more depressed and more depressed. And I got, I got a moment that I broke down. And, um, you know, I, I was like, I, you know, I, I have been in very dark places in my life. You know, depression has been part of my life for a lot of uh, in people in our industry. It's uh, normal. Well, not normal, but it's uh, it's common. But we just don't talk about it. 
And I remember I hit really, I hit rock bottom and I was like, I, I gotta, I gotta snap out of this. So I call Amber and I said, cause I, I remember that I saw an ad for uh, executive chef and sous chef for video. And I called her and I said, hey, Amber, I know you're looking for an executive chef and a sous chef. He's like, oh my God, you wanna be my sous chef and my chef? I said, no. I said, I would like to go and help you to chop onions, peel garlic, clean, whatever. I said, I just need to be out of my house. I, I can't be drinking. I have to be, go back to normal because this, you know, this depression, it's, it's gonna kill me. And she's like, are you sure you don't wanna be? I said, no, I don't wanna be. I, 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 uh, I, I, lo I love Vidrio, but again, it's not my style of cooking. And she was very surprised. And I started working for her and something that she doesn't like me to talk about is much when she asked me, how much are you gonna charge me? And I was like, I'll do it for free. I said, it's, it's not about the money. It's about the mental health. I just need to like step out of this depression. And I started working with her and then we found a chef and I was like, hey, thank you so much. Thanks for the help. I'm gonna go back and I don't know, probably keep drinking. And she's like, no, no you're yeah, not no. leaving. She's like, no, 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 where are you going? I was like, oh, okay. And then that's how I uh, started our partnership. I, you know, I love Vidria. It's one of, one of my favorite restaurants. And I saw a shift in the menu and the flavors. And I know that's partly to the current chef, obviously, yes. but you, you guys worked well together, had fun. Yes, at the beginning, she, um, LM was like, why don't you take half of the menu and we call it like a takeover by you. I said, okay. I said, I will do some Mediterranean flavors, more Mexican, but I put some Mediterranean Mexican flavors <laughs> in that in that restaurant. And then Saif came aboard and then we started working together, come out with flavors. Saif, it's an amazing chef. And you know, for the last, like, probably last year, Saif has done everything on his own and his flavors are very unique. You know, he's like a, he's great about spices and herbs. You know, he, he's very talented chef. Well, and he's also just a good human. I So I took my team, the Raleigh Magazine team, we did our sort of first ever sort of planning retreat and we stayed downtown last week, just overnight. And I had asked a few of them to make a list of places they'd never been that so that I could figure out what places for us to go to dinner and mm -hmm. drinks. And Vidrio was on a couple of people's list. And he found out that we were there on his night off. He came in and he said, do you care if I order for you and take care of this? He sent out food. He described every dish, just the genuineness and the hospitality. And I mean, he's, he's, he's a charmer, you know, he charms yeah. you with food. And, um, spoken yeah. like a true charmer himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're currently, if you haven't heard. I'm, uh, in, I'm in Kerry, which I did not know anything about Kerry. Uh, funny fact, uh, I was doing a, is it like a convention at the, the Homestead Hotel? Yes. They wanted me to talk about my experience of opening a restaurant in Kerry. And I said, yeah, everything's been great except the city of Kerry. Sorry, the town of Kerry. And then one of the people stand there and like, you know, this convention, it's for the city of the <laughs> town of Kerry. It's like everybody, the controller, the mayor, what, the, we're all here. I was like, oh, well, um, let's get our shit together and then let's get this place open. Uh, but you know they have they have been great. You know during the process of opening it was difficult because everybody was working out of their house, so right. there was a little disconnection. But yeah, I, I'm in Kerry. I, uh, different beast, different animal, different type of um, feeling. You know, being in I love being in downtown because all my restaurants have always been in downtown busy centers, and here I'm more in a, like a commercial place. Yeah. You know, and there's no walking people, so everything it's like destination. So you know, people that come to my restaurants because it's because they actually pick to come to my restaurant. Absolutely. Which it, it's a, it, it feels, it's a nice feeling. Stay tuned next week for part two of our chat with Katsuji, where we talk about his highly acclaimed restaurant, A Verde, 
and why he was called a diva on Top Chef. Spoiler alert, toilet paper matters. Plus, what he has in store for Raleigh. This has been Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I hope after hanging out with us, you feel more like a Raleigh insider. You can find copies of our magazine around town or subscribe for $10 for 10 issues. We'd love it if you gave this podcast a rating and review and share it with your friends. This podcast was edited and produced by Airfluence. I'm Gina Stevens. We'll see you again soon. Thank you.